0: Okay. It
1: happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man it was
2: merely a two-word review, it just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to that That right like, there is a, a lot, lot of Welcome back, fellow music lovers. We are coming to you live from a tiny shack in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You're tuned into Discologist. I am your host, Kevin. As usual, we are so happy to have you here. Hope you enjoyed our previous episode about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard's "Infest the Rat's Nest," a gem of an album, thrash metal, uh, and, and it's loud. It's it's topical. It's fucking perfect. And so is the album that we're going to be talking about today. It's going to be a little bit of a genre whiplash for you kids. We're talking about both kinds of music, country and western. Mike and the Moon Pie's new album, Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold, sure fits that bill. Now, if you are a fan of this podcast or you know me at all, you know that I love country. I love pop country. I love... Uh, Bakersfield Sound, Honky Tonk, uh, Old School Country, it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's, it's my jam, and I, uh, I'm i from the South, man. What are you going to do? This is my thing. And and so we're always trying to expose people to this a little more, because I think it's gotten a bad rap in the past few years, but some of the best, if not the best songwriters working today are working in country music, whether you like it or not. And uh, Mike and the Moon Pies, again, fit this bill. They sort of secretly released this album, Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold, and it it harkens back to Glen Campbell, the sixties and seventies, smooth country. Some people call it corporate country. A lot of names for it, but but it is it is a jam and uh and so now I wanna bring it to you. Before that though, you guys love music, that's why you're here, right? So I think you're gonna love the Osiris Network too. OsirisPod.com. Go there, it's a bunch of shows. We are a partner with them. Our sister podcast, Dead to Me, is on the Osiris Network. And what this does is this brings together all kinds of music lovers to have conversations about music videos, uh podcasts, special events. Uh they're 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 fantastic. They're growing and you want to get on board now. So go to OsirisPod.com. Uh they're also partnered with JamBase.com, which is if we're man, if if you're on the fish bandwagon, jambase.com is your site. So check them out too. Uh, so with that out of the way, the bills are paid. We're gonna get to Mike and the Moon Pies. Hang out after I'm going to play you a song by a local Milwaukee band that I think is, they're fantastic but right now Mike and the Moonpies off their fantastic new album Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold. Here's the title track, Cheap Silver.
1: I think I'll buy this all around We can toast the cheapest silver That high and lonesome sound We don't remember all the secondhand smoke. I think I'll buy us all around, but these days I need a change. So here's to
2: That's a little bit of cheap silver off of Mike and the Moon Pie's new surprise album, Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold. This is the follow-up to 2018 Steak Night at the Prairie Rose. These guys are, uh, they're something else. They're from Austin, Texas. Mike Harmier, Kyle Ponder on drums, Caitlin Rutherford on uh, guitarist, Omar Oyeke on bass, uh, Zachary Moulton on steel guitar. Uh, They used to play... All these – what's known as dance hall bands. order, you're not too familiar with Texas, are you?
0: I am not too familiar with Texas.
2: So the culture there is um, – there are these places like Hole in the Wall, the Broken Spoke, the White Horse, uh, and most famously Luckenbach, which which you've heard right. me talk about many times, that require on a Saturday night or a weekend night that a band just play. And it doesn't matter if it's a original band, but sometimes it can be Willie Nelson. You never know when it comes to that thing. They had, uh, and they've been doing this for about ten years. Uh, a catalog of three hundred songs they knew. Wow. So if anybody Shut wants to throw shade ever at country musicians, understand this: in Texas, it's a real goddamn job. Yeah, like that. That's that's the heat. But they. Uh, they were over in Europe, and they said, "Well, let's uh, let's record an album. Where can we go?" So they go to the fucking Abbey Road, and the recording engineer uh, is like, "Hey, I I work a lot with the uh, the guys next door, and, and who are the guys next door? like The London Symphony Orchestra."
0: Okay, <laughs> and so, so, that so explains, now yeah that explains so, the sound on this album. Yes, which is and, just... and
2: it's not the sound of the Springsteen album where the the strings were sort of shitty. Yeah, like this yeah. is. Uh, these are the people who recorded the Star Wars soundtrack. Yeah, um, and and what you get is a collection of songs that is, uh, in their words, countrypolitan That's a big thing in Texas. Ameripolitan, mm-hmm. If you are a fan of Dale Watson, that uh, that is reminiscent of the seventies. It's Johnny Paycheck, Ronnie Millsap, Glenn yeah. Campbell.
0: Glenn Campbell for sure.
2: Yeah, and and it is it just, I don't know, man. It feels right.
0: <laughs> it does well. It, I definitely got like. Willis Allen Ramsey and sort of other kinds of vibes um, as I listened to this the other thing it reminded me of I think because of the lushness and because the strings and the arrangements are well done was sort of um, what to me is like prime era lamb chop which I know you're not a big fan of but like around the around the Nixon album I think they really nailed the sound Um, and this feels a lot like that to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that, that's sort of, I think, they're, the wheelhouse they would be operating in. They're not, um, you know, they, they made a concerted effort to get out of Texas. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, look, tech, here's the thing about Texas. Texas is fucking big. Our <laughs> friends in motorcade are trying to get out of Texas. They don't, you know, they want to tour other places. <laughs> but at the same time, they can play all over Texas
0: yeah yeah (laughs) it's like you can be it's like playing the entire east coast right
2: so (laughs) right so you know but they made a concerted effort and i don't know they made it up here to milwaukee i do know that i think they're coming to dc soon but oh shit uh yeah but they but so they're getting out there and i think this is the first step this was not an announced album they just go and they kill it whenever wherever they go and if you talk to country or like bluegrass musicians around the country, I think this. These guys' names are on their lips. They're like, oh, shit, yeah. You know, there's a uh, band here named Buffalo Gospel, and a friend of mine mentioned – uh, this band to the mm-hmm. singer. he's like, dude, I see them whenever I
0: can. Hmm.
2: Like they are, I caught them on the Pickathon webcast. They I was going to say. They have been on, say, my, they, they I, I been on like, my radar.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's when I remember you pinging me and saying, you should really check out these guys.
2: They had been on my radar and, uh and I saw two sets that they played and they were fantastic. They were exactly what I, like everything I want. Anybody listening to this podcast knows this is my wheelhouse. <laughs> but the reason is, is because they understand classic country. They understand how to write a song. There's uh, there's no better example of this on this record than this song uh, if you want a fool around. I saw you on me yesterday Walking
1: hand in hand with him And in my heart I felt the flame Burning once again It took some time call, but I just had to let you know. I never once stopped loving you. I was a fool to let you go. But if you want to fool around, that's who you're talking to.
0: So there's a playfulness about these guys, too, that I really, I really like, you know, it's not sort of, uh, you know, there's 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 like a self-awareness and whether that's, you know, them posing in like for for publicity shots and like very stereotypically country things, but just Mm -hmm. kind of like needling things a little bit. And I think that song is a good example of like where there's sort of this like there's this like sweet spot between being like kind of, um, funny for the sake of being funny and just trying to keep it, you know, pure country. And I think they've found kind of this like nice way of sort of writing a song that could be, you know, it's, this is a, this is like a theme in country, right? Is a sort of like, we're going to, we're going to do this, right? We're going (laughs) to, we're going to,
2: I, this, this particular thing, because when you, the title is, if you want a full, a round, yeah. when you sing it though, yep. It's if you want to fool around, and you know, so that you know, it adds that sort of lascivious thing. I I, I often refer to this in country as the uh, the good old boy paradigm, and you know, there's always this sort of redneck humor involved in stuff, yeah. and and you want to be like very genteel, very very welcoming. Uh, just, just a good old boy, man, and just it's, not out to shi- hurt anybody. It's
0: chivalrous, right? Yes, in a certain yes, way, like it's yes, yeah. and it,
2: and honestly, that's better than like the uh, the Bellamy brothers. Like, if I told you I had a beautiful body, it, would you hold it against me? Like, it's in right. that tradition. <laughs> <laughs> it's in that tradition, right? And, and and for anybody listening, I said that to my lady last night, and I got hit. So don't <laughs> don't use that line, but but yeah, it, it's in that tradition, and it's a way of of uh, humor goes a long way, I think, in romance. And that's uh, certainly a big component of all country music. It's, uh, it just it just feels right, and maybe that means I'm a redneck. I don't know, but, <laughs> but it just feels right to me. And and I and I when I see people do, I don't, like, I don't see people do it enough.
0: Well, well, well. First of all, I think if if you know, thinking that this album. Uh, feels right makes a person a redneck, I guess, I guess then a lot of people are rednecks because, because yeah. this, uh, this album is deservedly getting some, some really good praise. Um, I've, I've not been able to give it as many spins as, as I would like to, but, but you know, the, the times I have had it on, it is just, it is like right in the strike zone. Like it's yeah. just like straight down the middle. It's exactly uh, the record you want to get. And it's, it's exactly what you want to hear. Um, and it has this, like, um, it sort of flirts a little bit with, like, some um, uh, sort of like yacht rock type properties at times. Yes, yeah. That is, like, you could well, sort yacht, of picture. Yeah. Yacht rock, I think, stole from that.
2: Okay. I think they stole a lot from that. I think that, yeah, that's the good old boys in the yacht. I don't know what that term <laughs> would be. Redneck Riviera?
0: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Redneck Riviera. <laughs>
2: And and merged it with Buffett. And to be clear, Buffett has yeah, a lot of this stuff yeah, in, his, in his material. Like one of yeah. the greatest songwriters alive or has ever lived. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's just like uh, this song, like, You Look Good in Neon, you know, is, is just a classic country song about that. Uh, and it's just say, like, but you look good in, in neon. You gave me your last cigarette when it's closing time and the lights come on, you know. We should, uh, we should share a shot of Fournette. And this is the pathetic like country loser in there. But you hit the sweet spot again on this song, Misfortune. Mm-hmm.
1: I picked the same six numbers, and I don't think I've ever hit one. And I can see you're blind. You're just my
2: This pairing of or creating a character out of life's misery, <laughs> right? You know, is you would think that by now in 2019 we wouldn't think it was clever, like Miss M I S S, right? Fortune. but we do,
0: and we don't well, like it's well. It's well played, and it's and again, it's that it's because they're sort of doing it. There's there's sort of like there's just enough of a wink for you to be like okay well these you know there's there's like a playfulness here yeah but they but it's also straight and it's also not delivered as a joke right it's delivered in a way that makes it not a throwaway so i think i think it's it's really um i keep i you know the word sweet just kept coming to mind as i listened to this album partly because it's just such a pleasant listen but also because the way it takes certain themes and, and tropes that you expect to hear there and, and adds just a little bit of a twist. Like that's what, that's what genre work is all about, right. Is yeah. finding a yeah. way to like work within the constraints of something and still come up with something new.
2: Yeah. Or, or something. I, I, yeah. I wonder if it's new or if it's just something that uh, is on the universal, like reverberation.
0: Yeah. Right. It's like a why mess with something. If this, you know, right. if this wheelhouse worked 30 years I mean, ago, you, it should work today.
2: To the sweetness of that, you look at the chorus of, of Misfortune and says, so, hey, Misfortune, just bet it all in blue, two broken hearts on a hot streak, ain't got nothing left to lose. I mean, so that's that's your classic, uh, you know, you're gambling with your heart. Yeah. And yeah. So, but the very next line after this is, I'll be your one-armed bandit with my arm around you. That is sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. I, I, I'm sorry. And, and not only that. That is a, a a level of storytelling that you understand where this character is, what's going on, and uh, I mean, honestly, I find this on fucking hilarious. <laughs> there's there's no chance yeah. that this is gonna, this is going to happen, but but the character is feeling it, and and for a little while, he's like,
0: okay. So have have you had a chance to go back and listen to their back? catalog yes and, uh okay. we
2: we didn't cover steak night at the time yeah uh but i, but just I was agreed. really into that album yeah. but that album was more uh there's a there's a austin country i think it's called red dirt country is the mm-hmm. way people refer to it down there sure sure but but there's a thing you can only do in austin which is that dance hall stuff and it's it's a little bit of shuffle it's a little bit of western swing uh and it and it plays with the big nashville of like themes very often gosh gotcha. uh, and and The steak night plays more to that. Uh, It's certainly it's a it's a rougher or rougher isn't the right word. Uh, It's a rowdier record. Okay, let's put it this way: it's a rowdier record, and and that's I think my experience with Austin country is you know even when we visited Lukanbach, it was um, Dale Watson and Roy Benson from Asleep at the Wheel, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know they're playing some pretty rowdy music, but they're like grandparents that go out there every Saturday night dancing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you two right. step. Right. Yeah. And and and, that, and that's that's the whole point of all this. So. So they're doing that. But but this I don't think it's just the addition of the strings. I think that that places it in the late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it was just a conscious effort uh, for Mike of the Moonpies to to write a little bit different, to get to dig a little bit deeper into their songs, because you, at this point. If you know 300 songs, if you've been playing these dance halls for 10 years, you can whip out a classic in like 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. So I wonder how much of these, you know, um, and I guess we don't know, just, you know, were these songs that were written specifically for this for this record or were these just the songs that they thought that were in their catalog that they that they thought should be given the treatment they they were going to give this album?
2: They toured Europe and then they they were like and that's why London Homesick Blues is at the end of this. That okay. is a uh, it's actually a cover song. Uh, and uh, to my shame, I have not heard it yet. Gary P. Nuns, hmm. uh, London Homesick Blues, and they wrote it as almost like Europeans looking at American country, um, but really Phil and and I think part of it if I if I might be misremembering this I saw in an interview was that. You know, the same way that, like, British people held up blues in the 60s and 70s, Uh you know, they look at it differently. And so the old classics, Merle Haggard, uh, Waylon Jennings, all that stuff, and even further back, are still, like, celebrated there. Yeah. Where here,
0: uh, it's regional. I find that dynamic, you know, it's like Lee Hazelwood moving to Stockholm or something. Like, I just yeah. find that dynamic to be so. Like, I think you know, Europeans reinterpreting American country is just as good as it gets. Um, but then yeah. to have an American band look through that filter and, uh, yeah, and do it yeah. too is just is just great. I think you know, I my my sort of like overwhelming sense of these guys is like I'm just. Um, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't know about them before now, but now that I do know about them, I'm just excited to have this, this band out there that, uh, and this record that's like, it's a perfect, it's like, it's a record that works for so many different occasions, right? It's like, (laughs) you could put it on at dinner. You can, you know, it could be a morning coffee record. It could be like a wind down record. It could be a mid afternoon and you're fucking around on the computer and you just want to, you know, stare out the window a little bit. It's
2: great for sitting in Lake Michigan. Uh-huh. I, I'm going to tell that's, you. I, yeah. I mean, it
0: is, it is,
2: we, I'm trying to redneck up our neighborhood in Bayview because, and there was actually a country band here and you can, I can blast this out the windows. Yeah. And people are like, oh yeah. <laughs> and they get it. And they get it. And, that, and that's, I think that's the biggest, biggest success for any band is that people across all walks of life get it and can
0: just sort of relax to it. So is this a tiny shack record yet, or is this just a main house record?
2: It is a tiny shack record. Right. It is absolutely right. a tiny shack record. So, <laughs> uh, and and that's kind of the test for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like if if I can enjoy it in the tiny shack, then then it is it is a classic. And uh, I mean to tell you, this is a fucking classic. I, I I love this album. I mean, you you know me and you know. There's no way I wasn't gonna love this shit. <laughs> right.
0: Right. If, I, if if anyone else had introduced me to this, you know, your uh a G chat to you would have been my first step after hearing it.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. This is but uh but it is uh it's it's a great album. It is a surprise and it is, I I hope to get them up here in Milwaukee or help out get them up here in Milwaukee at some point uh and if they're at uh, they're tour near you so like go catch them they're fucking Hell they're yeah. pros man they're yeah. pros man and and what we've been saying like if you if you want music let's just put aside the the world falling apart here but if you want just the music part to keep going you got to get out and support <laughs> these people right and so if you even like this a little of what you know what we turned you on to is like cool then fucking get out there and do it give them yeah. money go see them hang out we have to take a quick break, come back, finish us out. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Eduardo, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. When you're down Who's on going? your luck and you ain't got a buck In London, you're a goner Even London Bridge has fallen down And moved to Arizona now the rumor that the English sense of humor is drier than the Texas sand And you can put up your dukes for. you
2: Mike of the Moon pies, cheap silver and solid country gold is available now. I think it's just on streaming for now. Physical product is coming soon. I ordered the vinyl. You can it's pre order. It's gonna they say it's gonna ship around September. So if you're wandering around Bayview and you and you hear some badass country just sort of wafting over the airwaves over the air down here, uh, it me uh, and come on in. Have a beer or a cheese curd or something. Uh, I love this band, and I, uh, I can't wait to uh, – I hope to get to see them soon. Also, I'm getting to love the band that I'm going to talk to you about right now, Buffalo Gospel, uh, headed up by Ryan Necky. This is a Milwaukee born and bred band, and they, uh, they put out an album in 2013. They've been doing this for about 10 years. But their most recent album, On the First Bell, came out in 2018, and they are playing uh, all around where you would expect country bands to play – and uh, this is some, just one of these weird things about Milwaukee when I'm finding out about the music scene here is that it is very diverse, but it's also very tight. The, the people here, they don't fuck around when they get in a band. If, if they're in a band here, it, there's a good chance you're badass and you're good as hell. And that is certainly the case with Buffalo Gospel. So can i going to play a track for you. This is the title track off their 2018 album on the first bell. Here you go. Buffalo gospel for your ass.
1: Soaked in the silence, soaked in the hollow ground Well, sons and daughters last again, I can't tell why, but I'll tell you when Send way, sin for thy way. In a cold land in an old jewel. I'll stand in the low and in a old Hard on the heartless, hard on the youngest one. Wait till
2: I think you would agree that that pretty squarely kicks ass. I told you it would. And uh, maybe that's your new favorite band. Maybe you've heard of them before and you're like, hell yeah, they're playing Buffalo Gospel. And maybe you never heard of them. Now you have a new country band to listen to along with Mike and the Moon Pies. So uh, that's what we're here for. We are here to help. So uh, if you like that, get out and support them. We'll put the links in the show notes uh, for Mike and the Moonpies and Buffalo Gospel, all their uh, official sites, their band camps, where you can stream them um, and uh, go out and support your new favorite bands. That is it for this episode of Discologist. We are out of here. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on Apple podcast, Mixcloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google play. We're out there pretty much everywhere. We are a chunky Glasses production, which means we're on uh, the socials at at chunky glasses on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Dead to Me Pod. It's hosted by uh, Casey Ray and it's this this season myself, uh, Casey, and Eduardo. you just heard, we're talking about every single Grateful Dead album. It sounds like a daunting task, but it's fun as hell and and we're taking on a thing that people have, have sort of shied away from. They're like, no, the Dead albums aren't good. Well, we're here to tell you that, yes, they are. It's not all about the live shows with the Dead, but But that's for another podcast. Uh, We're going to be back in a few short days, so uh, stay safe out there, be good, listen to some good music, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. Kenobi!